a break, a short break from our Battle Ready series this morning because we're going to focus on our outreach ministries and the impact that they're having on our town. So Richard and Ruth are going to lead us through that. So let's make Richard feel really welcome as he comes up. Thank you so much, Rich and Elizabeth. Great to be with you. Um, yeah, we did a bit of a break from our Battle Ready series, but in one sense, the ministries we're going to talk about now are right in the thick of the battle. So we're going to hear from three. First of all, we're going to hear from uh, King's Table. And so I'd like to invite Steve Lamb to come and join me. Let's make Steve feel really welcome. Steve, for those that, thank you very much, thanks for, for joining us. Those that may not know, who may be new, what is King's Table? What does it do? So King's Table is a ministry that's run here from King's, and it was set, set up predominantly to uh, help people that have life control and addictions, uh, whether that's drugs or alcohol, uh, also issues of homelessness. And so really the heart was to help those people within our community in High Wycombe. It sounds like actually quite a big opportunity for us. So can you give us a, an idea of the scale? How many meals have we served? How many pe individual separate guests have we served in the just over three years? Yeah, so it's, it runs, uh, well, initially it was every Sunday. So every Sunday evening it's run from the West End Hall, which is next door. Uh, and we've served, I think, probably over 250 different people and over 2,500 uh, individual meals. Uh, over the years that it's been running, as well as, wait for it, well, I'll have a clap for that first. No, let's applaud it, I think it's, well done team, well done King's Table team, so did we cut you off midstream yeah. there? No, 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 I've got to get multiple rounds of applause. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, so. yeah. Um, and then we also have recently set up uh, a Thursday afternoon where there's pizza and the guests can come, which is a bit more in depth of going through the Bible and giving stories of hope, and things like that. It's good stuff. Um, it could look on the surface, actually, this is quite a difficult ministry, dealing with those, uh, you know, struggling with the issues of homelessness, life-controlling addictions. But give us a flavour of some of the things that keep you going, some of the things that we can celebrate, the, hi the highlights, if you like. Yeah, so I think one thing that potentially what we hear from our guests differs us from other organisations that are um, handing out food to uh, people in the community is that actually they feel like they're a part of a family and so we have really strong relationships with all of our guests uh, we kind of hear their stories uh, they trust us and I think that really is a key uh, from them we've done um, we've had a few of them that have given their life to Jesus um, this is going to be a long interview yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we also had four recently come and attend the Alpha course that was run here at the church. Just to stop, that's the first time. First time on Alpha. First let's, time on let's Alpha. Let's do the applause again. Let's... Uh, you're getting it now. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Getting into the swing of it. Uh, oh, yeah, so stepping just, the mark now. Yeah, Alpha course where we had four guests come, and they were really moved by by uh, just I think being part of the community of other other guests that were coming and being a part of Alpha. Uh, the food was amazing. Round of applause to Peter and Kanchi. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, and yeah, they, they, they were just really touched by the stories of, of yeah, faith, really. So. Now you've been, so there's, there's some of our highlights, seeing people saved for the first time, 
through through this, got close relationships with people. But what's it like to serve? Because it could look, actually, this is quite a hard thing, difficult thing to do. So what's it like? Um, it's an honour, actually. It's an honour to serve people in the community uh, within High Wycombe. Uh, it's, sometimes it's challenging because you're, you're hearing stories of people that effectively it's, it's really life or death. You know, we've had guests that have overdosed and been found dead in the, in the bus station toilet. So we're really dealing with people that the, the addiction has taken to a place of complete brokenness. And so sometimes that's a struggle when you're, you feel like you're contending for their lives and speaking life and speaking hope over them. But actually, the, practically, it's, it's a delight. It's such a joy. Uh, we come together. We've got a really good team. We play table tennis. We chat. Uh, we eat food together. Sometimes if the football's on, I'll put it on. And it's just a really, like, a really pleasant evening and where people can come and just feel welcome. Uh, sometimes people can feel it quite daunting when you say you're working with people with addiction problems. But actually, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite easy in some respects. You just turn up and you get free food. So sign on the dotted line. I know that one of our guests, he made a commitment, I think at one of our Christmas carol events. What difference has this ministry made to him and his experience of God? Yeah, so I think um, one of our guests shared a story recently at Alpha of how he had real anger issues. And when people would be confrontational with him in the street, there would be a kind of real angst that he had and a frustration. And um, he said that he was walking home after Alpha and someone was shouting at him and he normally said my tendency is to get really angry but I just felt a real sense of just peace wash over me and uh, I think that's really what we're looking to do with King's Table is we don't just want to serve a meal for people actually or just talk about God we want them to experience his presence we want them to be able to experience his peace and his love and his joy and so we offer opportunity for that. And we've had countless testimonies of, of people saying, actually, I came and I was really struggling and I was stressed. And you prayed that I would feel God's peace. And I felt a peace. You know, it's, it's got to be real, right? Otherwise, what are we all doing here? That's great. That's really good news. Really good news. So we want to step into a bigger future, don't we? We feel that God's got more for us. What are those more things that we want God to do? We want to see every single life transformed. We want to see addiction broken from people. We want to see lives restored, families restored, uh, people that you know, are estranged from their families because of their addictions. We want to see complete restoration, and we want to see people walking in everything that God has for him. That's the vision of the ministry of King's Table. Um, at the moment, we're quite limited because we have such a kind of short window of access into people's lives on a Sunday evening, and we're getting probably 25 to 30 guests every single week coming. So it's difficult for the team to get around and spend quality time. So, yeah, I think going forward, we really need to have somebody that's working uh, maybe full-time or part-time that's able to set up something where we can have a consistency in speaking into the guests' lives and loving them, offering them practical and spiritual help to see lives transformed. And we're seeing a lot between 24 and 30 guests every single Sunday. Sometimes they're different guests. So we're going to pray a little bit later. But can we thank Steve and the whole King's Table team? Thanks so much, Steve, for sharing. Next up, we want to hear from Ian Bickerstaff, who's one of our CAP deck coaches. Let's make Ian feel really welcome. Ian, whenever I think of CAP, I think of you. 
and a, f- a furnace of enthusiasm for this work. But many of us may not know, uh, who are watching online or in the room, what CAP is. So what does CAP do, just in a nutshell, Ian? In a nutshell, well, CAP stands for Christians Against Poverty, and it's against poverty of a particular type, and that is people who are in uh, um, insurmountable debt problems, really. So we, we help people like that. It's Christians Against Poverty. It's very much a Christian organisation. So the ministry we do, we do it unashamedly up front in the name of Jesus Christ. So that, that's different. And we'll come back to that in a moment because that differentiates us from many other sort of secular agencies. But that's what we do. We help people out of unsustainable debt. But what don't we do? Because I think that's just as important as what we do do. It's very important, yes. What we do not do, we do not pay their debts off. Right. That is, yeah. We yeah, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, we, we give them a pathway. Or we give them, them a pathway. pathway we help them on, the, on, the, on their debt journey. Yeah. Yes. Now, yeah. It, it, was, it might be easy for us to say, well, you know, if people get into debt, that's their own fault. They've obviously been reckless with their money or not prudent with their money. What would you say to that some misconception? That is very rarely the case. Uh, anybody here could find themselves in debt. It could be redundancy, bereavement, long-term ill health, domestic violence. There are many reasons, many reasons get into, people get into debt, and it's not their fault. It is the circumstances of life. So it could be any of us. That's basically, uh, it could that's be what, any that, of us. That's what you see yes. with, with, the, with the CAP, yes. CAP clients. This is quite a complex ministry, helping people to get out of debt. What keeps you going? What are the, again, the highlights for you in this work? What keeps me going is just to see people's lives transformed through through the help that CAP gives them. Uh, I go into homes and the desperate situations, people are depressed, very dark situations, and they, they, they hardly see any hope at all. CAP works with them and CAP gives them that hope and CAP are very good to get them out of debt. It's just great to see their lives transformed by what CAP does. And of course, we, we get to pray for people. We get to share Jesus with people. We see people coming to faith. So it's life transforming at a double, a double whammy, as it were. So that's great. Yes, we do. We see people... We see people say, I'd just like you to hone in on one, one, one client that was saved recently. Can you just share a little bit of her journey? Was she believe, did you have a believing background? What, what was her story? Well, she, this lady came, I'll call her, it's not her real name, it's Diane. Please, it's not her real name. I don't want to, uh, after respect to her privacy. But she's come from a very dark place, very dark place since she was a, a little girl. And uh, her housing association suggested and referred her to CAP. She came to CAP, we went to see her. And a few weeks ago, she, uh, she got baptised at her local church. At one of the... Uh, yes. And in fact, it wasn't just her that discerned the difference in her life. Obviously, she's come to Jesus. But others have noticed the difference. Can, you've got an email there. I've Can got you an share email. a little bit about I've got an email from her housing officer who was really concerned for her, didn't know what he could do. Uh, and this is what he's written. Um, I've written an internal blog post about the amazing work you and Jane have done. Once again, not her real name. 
that's, that's a befriender. befriender. Yes. And as predicted, Andrea, who also visited Diane a few times, cried when I, had, when I told her about what you had done for her. We're in awe. It's noticeable, isn't it? Andrea is a colleague of the person that wrote the email. Andrea is a colleague yeah. of, the, of, of the housing officer, yes. Yeah. Now, you touched on something quite important there because, Cap, you said Christian's right at the centre of this, and that's partly because it's resourced out of the local church. Yes. And befrienders are a key part of that. So why are befrienders so important? Uh, befrienders are important for two reasons. One is it's a safeguarding issue. I should not be going to see a lady on her, her own. I take another lady befriender uh, from our church or another uh, uh, church. And similarly, if I go to see a guy, I never go to, even go to see a guy on his own, I'll take a, I'll take a male befriender. So, so it's for safeguarding. Also, the, the, the befriender can, can provide, is available to provide more practical help that I'm not able to do. Um, take her to the doctors, maybe. Go, go shopping with her help her practically, and also being a friend, she can just be a friend and invite her to, to church events, to an alpha course, to mothers and toddlers. So it can be a link to, to getting them involved in a church and ultimately a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I remember having done it myself. It's great. Now, um, what about the future? What's, what's the thing you want to stretch into, Ian, in the future? We've got the opportunity to meet um, people in our town, totally unchurched people. Not only meet them, but welcomed into the home, bring hope into their lives, and bring the church into their home. We have the opportunity to do that, and that, that is going forward. It's a great opportunity. We're able to bring Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and it's, it's just... a. a, a this is, this is our future, and I'm looking forward to it. Yes. That's great. Ian, thank you very much indeed. Let's make Ian feel appreciated. Thanks, Ian. Now, Jesus doesn't have any favourites, but I do. And the reason I say that is I'm going to invite my wife to come and join me. Catherine, let's make her feel really welcome. I love all the ministries. Before I'm in trouble, and if you're watching online, I love all the ministries. Hello, Catherine. Good morning. Nice to see you. Um, so, Azalea, Catherine, can you, again, for those who may be watching online or in the room that have not a clue about what Azalea does, what does it do? What's its vision? Um, the vision of Azalea High Wycombe is to show the love of Jesus, the acceptance of Father God, and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit to really vulnerable, broken, sex-trafficked women who work on the streets of High Wycombe. Um, we think a lot about Ephesians 2, verse 10. It's a book in the New Testament. And um, it says, therefore, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So this good work, what does it look like? Can you take us through a typical way that you would engage with, with the women on the street? Um, we've got a, a team of really well-trained frontline volunteers. Um, so every Tuesday evening, we 
meet uh, at the West End Hall, which is also used Viking's table. Um, it's a very blessed area. And um, we prepare and we pray. And then at eight o'clock, we meet on Zoom with our prayer team. And they pray for us for the whole evening. Uh, and we pray together and, and seek words. At quarter past eight, um, three of the frontline volunteers go out uh, onto the streets uh, on walking outreach with our pink hoodies and we've got pink rucksacks, uh, also pink umbrellas if it's raining. Um, and we walk around and we look for the women um, who will be out on the streets. Uh, when we meet a woman for the first time, we offer her cake. And while she's eating that, we tell her that we are Christians. We tell her really clearly that God loves her right then. And we tell her really clearly that she is accepted by God right there. She doesn't need to do anything. She is loved and she is accepted. And um, for women that we know and that we see more regularly, we, um, we're you know able to give them stuff from our bags. We've got handmade cake hand-knitted hats and gloves and things like that. And often the women come up to us. They will be looking out for us. Um, and one lady who we met for the first time said to us, you treat me like a human being. And nobody else does that. Um, so at quarter to ten, we come back here and we debrief and we pray and uh, we leave this, these women with God. So you mentioned prayer and the power of prayer. How, can you give us an example of how the church praying changes things? Um, so a couple of weeks ago, it was the church's prayer week. Um, and a few weeks prior to that, uh, we had had, I think we'd had three Tuesday evenings where we had gone on walking outreach and we just hadn't seen anybody. And it had been really cold. I don't know if you remember, it was, it was really cold, uh, minus something. So it was, it was just difficult. Um, and it does affect you if you don't see anybody. Um, so on the Monday evening, there was a, a prayer meeting here for outreach ministries. And the church prayed for Azalea. And on the Tuesday, we... Uh, Within five or ten minutes of, of leaving the West End Hall, we had met a woman that we hadn't seen for months and months, and it was, it was just a joy. Um, and she recognized us, and we were able to pray with her. And then during that evening, we had encounters with two other women as well who, who want a prayer before cake, which is quite a big thing, uh, because often these women haven't eaten for days. Their lives are horrible. Um, so it was just, you know, Azalea is a prayer ministry and we, we need people to pray for us. What about the future? Um, we want to see a better future uh, and we want to build on some of the strengths that we've already seen. What does that look like and what could that look like? We are, we're praying for growth. We want to reopen our drop-in because that's where really good conversations happen. Um, but at the moment, we can't do that because we don't have enough trained frontline volunteers. We have no male trained frontline volunteers. We've got an entirely female team. 
So we are looking for men and women to do the training and to join our team so that we can expand, so that we can really have good conversations, life-changing conversations with the women. Can I, that may seem counterintuitive, this idea of having male volunteers, on, particularly on this the type of ministry. Why would that make such a difference? Why would that be an upgrade? Most of our women have been abused from a really early age. They have never known men who are nice to them. They don't really understand love. They don't understand family. Their mum's boyfriends or stepdads or whatever would have been part of the abuse. Um, we, we know that statistically, the women will be able to leave this lifestyle and find a new relationship in, with their father God if they have some experience of godly Christian men. Uh, and without that, it is, it's difficult for them to understand what love is. And um, the teams also would be safer and stronger with uh, a man involved in there because at the moment we, you know, three women in pink hoodies walking around these streets every Tuesday evening. We see the customers, we see the perpetrators, we see the men throw the women out of their cars in the Aldi car park. And um, we feel that, that, the, that we would be treated differently by the men on the streets if we had men in our team. Okay, thank you, Catherine. Well, we'd love to pray for Azalea, pray for the, the, the leadership team as well and for this growth. So if you, if you would like to step into the centre aisle and if, where's Steve? If you'd like to step into that aisle and then Ian into that aisle, Ian... Catherine, Steve, and then I get us, we're going to stand and pray. If you're watching online, join us as we pray together. Let's stand, church. If you're part of one of the volunteers on uh, any of these ministries, please join the leaders that we're praying for. So if you're part of King's Table, join Steve, part of Azalea, join Catherine, part of CAP, join Ian. Let church, let's gather out, and I'm going to lead us in prayer I love what Catherine said about prayer making such a big difference. And I've, actually, as we pray, let's, I, I, I believe we're hearing the enemy's knees knocking as we pray. So let's gather around church. Let's move. Let's leave our seats. Let's lay hands on those who have just shared with us. Let's start praying, church. Let's start praying together that <clears throat> for hope. For those caught up in addiction, those caught up in sexual exploitation, those caught in unsustainable debt, let's start praying. If you're watching online, so let's start praying for these ministries. Let's start praying for an outpouring of God's hope on those whom we serve. Let's all start praying together, and then I'll lead us in a moment. Pray your best prayers, church, for these ministries. And let me lead us in prayer. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we have, are seeing changes. We're seeing the kingdom of God. We're seeing Jesus come into the lives of our clients and guests. Those we're serving are being touched, saved, baptized. Lord, it gives us an appetite for this. It gives us an appetite for more. So we pray more, Lord, more, more salvations, more lives changed, more lives touched. We pray for your wisdom and protection on the leadership 
of these ministries, Lord, and those who are serving on the teams. We pray for unity for our leadership teams. We pray for refreshment, fresh energy for those who are serving so faithfully. And we pray this, Jesus, be glorified. Glorified in absolutely everything that we do. May the name of Jesus be known by the way that we serve those most vulnerable in our town. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Let's applaud those again who've shared. And I'm going to hand over to Ruth. Great. So we are going to hear now from Rachel Wellsmith and Charlie Graham. So Charlie runs our Little Stars Toddler Group and Rachel runs our Learning English class. So let's make them feel welcome as they come to So, Rachel, we're going to start with you with Learning English. So, tell us a little bit, what is Learning English? Uh, so, Learning English is a group of classes that we do over three days in the week for women to learn English um, as a second language. Um, the women uh, either could, could come from a range of places, but from right from beginner level to perhaps only knowing how to say their name and where they're from, and that's it, right up to an intermediate level where they can speak and have a, a good conversation, but on sort of general topics. They're looking for more grammar, things more specific to maybe getting a job and moving on with their English. Um, so we meet in the pen room and they can bring preschool aged children with them, which is something unique, I think, to English classes in the area that they can bring children with them. So we get some people who can't access other English uh, classes. Um, and it's also during the day, so mums and gran uh, grandmothers with uh, children at school can come. And the classes are completely free, so they're open to everybody. So I know that lots of encouraging things have been happening at um, Learning English. Do you want to tell us about some of those? Okay, so um, since September, when we moved up to doing three days, um, we have helped 47 women from 14 different countries. Um, and some of them have actually got jobs in the past year. And they're growing in their confidence in speaking in English, um, both inside and outside the classroom. Um, and, and that wonderful thing that has been happening is that the sense of community has really been growing, because now we're giving each student two classes, uh, so we're seeing them more often. Um, and now it feels more like a group of friends who meet together regularly and happen to talk about English, uh, rather than a formal class. It's very informal, very peaceful, very friendly. Um, and we've been able to share a lot of Bible stories, a lot of verses and testimonies of how God has helped us in our lives through getting to know them more and talking more to them. It's just come about very naturally and become part of our culture. Um, I've got, had a couple of Gospels as well in Arabic and Ukrainian and I've had uh, four women take away Gospels of John in Arabic and one take away a Gospel of John in Ukrainian. Um, And the ladies are also really open to prayer, which is a big encouragement. Some of them, when we first met them, really weren't. But now they, they know that we, we pray for them, we show our love for them by praying for them. And we have a prayer pot at each class so people can write down what they would like us to pray for. And the, uh, the volunteers will meet fortnightly to pray for them. Uh, so I know you, as well you've got a couple of stories where God is broken in um, in learning English. So do you want to share those as well? Okay, so the, the first story was about a lady who's quite new. She's only been attending for a few weeks. She's a Muslim lady. 
and she said she was very very nervous about coming to class for the first time because she'd had a few bad experiences trying to speak English or trying to access services where she'd been rejected. And so she was worried that we would reject her. But of course, we didn't. We accept everybody. And, and she's very happy to be in there and be part of the community now. Um, but one lesson she shared, uh, a very upsetting situation. She was in tears in the middle of the class um, during a group discussion. So I stopped the lesson and I said, let's all pray. Let's pray together. Um, so everyone in the group joined in, even though we're of different faiths, all praying in the name of Jesus for help for this lady. Um, and there was even a Christian student who God gave a word of knowledge to for this lady who shared it then. So that was amazing, not just because everyone joined in, but because God was using the students to share, share about God, um, which is what we want. We want them to be equipped for not just life in general, but to share the gospel where, where they can. Um, and the second, the second story came out of a disagreement. Two of my students had a really bad argument outside of class, um, and they said, we don't want to be in the same room as each other, basically. How can we continue in class? I really didn't know what to do. I prayed, I sought some advice, and God, God gave me this plan to, firstly, to talk about what we wanted our class to be like, in the, the next lesson so that we want to be kind to each other we want to have good learning experiences good relationships but then also to share some things about Jesus um, that he tells us to love other people as ourselves and some examples of how Jesus did that in his life like talking to people who were different from him like the Samaritan woman um, and also that Jesus te teaches us to love our neighbors uh, sorry to love our enemies um, they were treating each other like enemies, so it was very pertinent. And I gave the example of how Jesus treated people on the cross, how he said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, even though they were literally killing him. Um, and so I, I expected, best case scenario, that maybe the two ladies would tolerate to be in the same room as each other, but God blew away my expectations. And actually, so, so one lady w was in the class sitting completely apart from everyone else, wouldn't join in. But by the end of the class, she was joining in. She gave me a big hug at the end. And the other lady told me that she'd called her in the week and apologized. And they're, they're now sitting next to each other in class, friends again, completely reconciled. That's so cool. I love how you use the example of Jesus to resolve, to resolve the, the conflict there. Um, Sorry if you don't mind me just adding. It was just amazing that... It was a problem and I wanted to solve it, but actually God used that problem as an opportunity was what amazed me that I never would have considered doing that. <laughs> totally cool. Um, but I know there's some challenges for learning English, so what are those? Um, our main challenge is finding new volunteers to help. Um, I have a couple of people who've been helping me for a long time and now for various reasons it's time for them to move on and I'm really going to feel their lack um, so I could do with some people to replace them. The volunteer befriending role is really important. It's not a teaching role, I do the teaching, but it's really important for building relationships with the women, for making them feel loved. There are sometimes so many of them, I can't talk to them all individually, find out how they're doing. So to have volunteers who can show God's love to them is so important. And often it'll be my volunteers who'll be the ones who'll remember, oh, this person asked for prayer about this, how is that going? And go and, go and encourage them in that way or to invite them to something. Cool. Um, so if you're interested in getting involved in that, Rachel does do all the teaching and she's astonishing at what she does when you see her in action. It's very, very cool. Um, but if you are interested, we'll let you know how you can get involved a bit later on. But what kind of things can we pray for learning English? 
The most important is obviously for the ladies to be saved. That's what we want to see. We've been sowing liberally in their lives, different seeds, different things we've told them about God, and we really want to see that those seeds start to grow and to bear fruit, um, particularly for the ladies to be more interested spiritually, to find out more, and to have dreams, because in some of their cultures, it would be really impactful for them to have a dream about Jesus, and it would open up a conversation where perhaps it wouldn't otherwise be there. Of course, please pray for more volunteers and for more students, because we're not full yet we've got space for more cool thank you so much Rachel we're going to pray for some of those things later um, but first of all we're going to hear from Charlie who runs our little stars um, toddler group so Charlie just quickly tell us what is little stars um, okay so little stars is our ministry that we run on Tuesdays and Fridays it's for um, parents and carers and their children from um, up to school age basically so um, it is um, a chance for the children to come and play the parents to come and have a cup of tea and a biscuit but um, it's just so much more than that because it's actually a chance for our community of, of families to come into the church to experience church for the first time and to meet believers that they might never have met before and what encouraging things, I know there's lots of encouraging things that have been happening, so what are these? So um, we've been really encouraged that um, post-COVID our numbers are now back to what they were before. We get around um, 35 to 40 families come on a Friday and um, a up to um, 12 or 13 families on a Tuesday, which is our smaller group. Um, we um, were, have been running all year some kind of next steps courses where we introduce um, women to um, uh, Christian values and they get to know through some testimonies um, about Jesus so we were running um, a shine course which um, teaches women about their worth strength and purpose and the ladies loved that so much that they said what can we do next so um, we've now moved on and we're now doing um, a Kintsugi Hope course which is um, based on mental health and well-being um, and that's just been an amazing opportunity to um, share testimonies the ladies that help me will share to their testimonies as part of that course how Jesus has helped us with our mental health and um, yeah we've just got opportunities to build friendships and to build community with those ladies um, there's been loads of opportunities as well for the team to be praying for people. So the people who are coming um, have just, um, yeah, just as Rachel said, they've got used to us asking them if they would like prayer and, and they're very um, keen to be prayed for now as well. So you've got some specific answers to prayer that, that you were going to tell us about. Yes, so um, one um, example, we have um, a dad that regularly comes with his daughter and, and one of my volunteers um, was talking to him and he raised some concerns about his work and how he was struggling in different areas there. So she said to him, um, can I pray about that? And um, she said, actually, could I pray right now? So um, they prayed together right there and then and um, she kind of left it. He went away, came back the next week with a massive smile on his face and said, you won't believe it, but all the things we prayed for they've actually happened and um, our prayers have been answered so yeah that was really encouraging um, it was really encouraging that that happened to a dad as well because you know it's mostly ladies at these groups but we do get quite a few dads that come these days as well um, and yeah uh, we had another lady so um, she had been sharing me over a few weeks some struggles she's had with the pregnancy how she was worried she was going to lose the baby and I said to her oh can I pray for you and um, she said, oh, I'd love that. Actually, your friend prayed for me a few weeks ago when I was told I was going to lose the baby. And um, she said she prayed for me. And
and I haven't lost the baby. The pregnancy is still viable. And she was just, yeah, she was just so happy about that and was so open to being prayed for. That was a Muslim lady, actually, that's, that comes to our groups. So that was very encouraging to see that prayer answered and to see that she was open to more prayer as well. Those are really good stories. I love how God is taking the opportunity and breaking in um, into people's lives through little stars. Um, but there are challenges as well. Yes, um, so we um, really need uh, more people to come and chat to people, to um, take the opportunity to um, pray for people. It's um, an amazing opportunity to meet people who might not otherwise come to church. So um, yeah, if you're looking to do your bless, you can um, come and bless people, listen to their stories. We have um, coffee and biscuits together. Um, we um, share our stories with people and um, there are so many opportunities to do that. And we just love more people to do that. Just people who are friendly, who can sit with someone and listen um, would be so helpful because we have so many people coming now that our volunteers don't have a chance to um, speak to all the people that are coming in. And so we'd love to have more people available to do that. Oh, and we also... Um, need um, some more people to make tea and coffee. Uh, it's not my top skill and I have had to do it a few times recently. So we really like the, to present good coffee to the people that come. So um, yeah, we really need some extra helpers who can make a good cup of tea and coffee and bless people that way. Fab, um, what kind of things can we pray for Little Stars? Um, we would really love to um, see people come to know Jesus. We uh, do plant a lot of seeds um, in both the lives of the children and the adults. So we'd love to see people interested in that. Uh, one thing that I forgot to mention earlier was we run uh, testimony breakfasts, which um, is basically a chance for people to come and have breakfast together. And then we invite a member of the church to come and give a testimony of hope, of something, of a way that Jesus has impacted their life. So we did that on Friday. We had... Um, um, one of our, our ladies from the church came and just shared a testimony of how Jesus met her in a really difficult time. And um, that was really amazing. And we uh, just saw the ladies really engaged with that story of how Jesus had met her at that time. Um, and so I'd love to pray for all the people that came to that breakfast, that they would, those, those seeds would take root and that they would um, yeah, just want to explore um, finding out about faith and about Jesus more. Cool, thank you. So we're going to pray for those things, but Rachel Tolly, thank you so much. We love your heart for the families and women of this town, and we love what you do. Um, so if you want to get in the aisles. So we're going to pray. So if you're part of Rachel or Charlie's team, do get around them. Um, and then if, just as we did before, we can gather around Rachel and Charlie, lay hands on them if you'd like to do so um, let's stand as, as we pray. Yeah, so Lord Jesus, we do thank you for Rachel and we thank you for Charlie. We thank you for their giftedness. We thank you for their skills. We thank you for their love for you, Jesus, and their heart for the families and women in this town. And we thank you for their wonderful teams as well, for their dedication and love and for the willingness they have to serve you here in High Wycombe. And we ask that you would strengthen Rachel and Charlie and their teams. We ask that you would give them everything they need practically to run these ministries. And as they share their stories, as they share, Jesus, what you've done in their lives, we ask that you give them courage and boldness to share their faith. 
We pray that you would anoint them as they speak about you, that you give them the right words that would really connect with the people who are listening. And we thank you for those stories of answered prayer, Lord, and we ask that you would answer their prayers more and more, that we would hear even more of those stories where people have come and asked for prayer, and Lord, you've got involved, and you've stepped down, and you've answered those prayers. So Lord, would you do that, and would you increase the size of the team, Lord? We ask that you would give each team more than enough um, that they would be able to do everything that you're calling them to do here in these areas. And Lord, we thank you as well for the strong sense of community fostered in Learning English and Little Stars, that people really feel that they belong in these groups, that they feel significant when they come and they join in these ministries. And we ask that you'd increase that, Lord. You'd increase that sense of community, that community that reflects your love, Lord Jesus, and your values. And we thank you as well, especially that people get to hear about you, Jesus, because of these ministries, that they hear who you are and what you're like, that they experience your kindness, Jesus, through the kindness of the team. And we ask for that to happen more and more. And we do thank you, Lord, for the amazing stories that we've heard where you've broken in and you've answered prayer and you've got involved in people's lives. And we do ask, Lord Jesus, that those seeds of the gospel that have been sown in people's lives would grow that you would increase their spiritual hunger, Lord, so much so that they would have to seek out you, Jesus. They would have no choice but to find out more of who you are, um, that they would search you out and they would find you and that these people would come to a place of salvation, Lord. Because in John 3.16, we read that, that, Father God, you love the world so much that you sent your only son, Jesus, so that everyone who believes shall not perish but have eternal life. Lord, that is your heart. It is your will that everyone is saved. So Lord, would you work miracles? Would you bring healing? Would you bring deliverance? Would you give people who attend Little Stars and Learning English dreams and visions that yes. point them to yes. you? May they encounter yes. you miraculously, even in their ordinary, everyday lives. Lord, we ask that you do amazing things for them. And we ask for the children too, who attend Little Stars and Learning English, that just as they're welcomed into the church building they hear stories of you jesus and they sing songs about you that those seeds too would grow and they eventually too would come up to a place where they love and trust you so lord we thank you for what's happening and we ask for more we ask lord that you would do immeasurably more than we could even ask or imagine amen